treat we thought it'd be fun to record in person since i knew i'd be in town yeah so yeah um and you're listening to the bomb decom a podcast for those raised by the disney Disney channel Channel. um Um, i'm bethany and i'm crystal and this week we're talking about the halloween spectacular classic yes indeed so good yes and this is the start of our four-part Damn. Oh, we jump <laughs> That is, it's too many. It's we, too they many. They should have stopped at the trilogy. Like, that would have been It's enough. only a matter of time before we get the remake. Or maybe just, like, a sequel would have been fine. Five honestly. years from now, you're going to get Halloween Town 2028 oh. or whatever the fuck. No. <laughs> we don't need any more Halloween Town. I agree, but we certainly didn't need another under wraps, and here we are. Oh. Uh, so. Absolute facts. You never know, but, um, yeah, I guess initial thoughts. Like, your history with the movie, what you thought about it. Oh, so much history. This movie, I definitely watched, like, like I was saying earlier, I think at least a dozen times, like, literally in my lifetime. Like, there are lines that I recite every time I watch it. Like, there are scenes that I just kind of think about randomly throughout my day sometimes, you know, like, for no reason. And, um, but before we watched it in our last rewatch together, Mm -hmm. which I think was, like, maybe a year plus ago, it had been maybe six, six or seven years since I had watched it, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, even in that time, it was on my mind. It just sticks with me. Like, because <laughs> I feel like we all kind of went through that phase when we were in um, like mid to late middle school, like starting high school, where we were kind of like into the Wiccan stuff where mm-hmm. we might look researching it, right. trying to like, you know, be a little witch in our bedrooms or something, or like thinking that we could like cast a little spell. I definitely thought I was a witch from the age of like seven to 10. Exactly. I was convinced. And I was convinced right. that once you discovered you were a witch, it took 10 years for the witchification to happen. Oh. I completely made this lore up, <laughs> but I'm like at 17, I'll become a full ass oh, witch. And then your powers will really start to yes. show out. Okay. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I've never heard anyone else ever say something like that. So (laughs) I used to like make potions. My family called me the doctor who played with juice. Because I was always thinking like weird, weird, like potions. Like weird random liquids and juices and mud and weird. Oh, yeah. I don't know. And you would drink it or like? No, 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 no. I just would like mix them together and just say they're potions. No, I wasn't trying to poison people. No. Okay. I'm like, God damn, what are these potions supposed to do? Oh uh, my God. And then I got a mortar and pestle because I thought it was oh, a Wicca. Right. Mm-hmm. And I bought this ch- charm. Do you remember that TV show from the 90s? Oh girl. Absolutely. Yeah. So for the Gen Z people out there, I think they actually did a reboot on ZW or CW a few years ago, mm. but it's about this trio of sisters who are witches. Yeah, they're witches and they're like vanquishing demons and shit that pop up. Yes. And they release a spell book. And I thought it was going to be like a mm. fun book because I love the show, but it had like real spells in it and it actually freaked me out. Oh. And I told my mom and she took it. <laughs> she was like, I'm not having my baby doing none of these yeah. this dark magic. Exactly. She's like, no demonic nonsense in my house. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Um, oh. But yeah, I feel that. I think that's exactly why this movie hit because we yeah. have a main character who's like not too much older than we are, who yeah. is a, a witch, which Literally. is a dream. Right. You relate yeah. to her and you're just like, 
this is what I always wanted during those times. Like I wanted someone yeah. to show up and be like, oh, it turns out you have powers. You're special. Like, that's, yeah. That's a dream. That's, you know, Harry Potter, like Percy Jackson, like you're different. You're magical. Yeah. Um, oh, kind of brings me back to Teen Witch too. I love that movie so I'm much. I'm hot and you're not. not. I'm hot and you're not. But if, if you want to get with me, I'll give it one shot. Top that. Supersonic, idiotic, disconnected, mm-hmm. not respected. Who would ever really want to go and top that? I'm sorry. I love that movie. And I watched it recently. Unlike, I guess I'll get into my initial thoughts. Unlike this movie, that movie holds up. <laughs> <laughs> you don't seem to like any of the movies that are near and dear to my soul. Oh, Brink. Okay, yes. Brink. After all uh, these years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brink. After all these years, still making me laugh. Oh, no, I loved Brink, and I really loved Wish Upon a Star, and I like Paper Brakes. Yeah, I like Under Wraps. That's true. Yeah, yeah I okay, like. So most I of guess them. you just—I don't know. You have a more discerning movie palette than I do. Okay, I'm like easily movie, entertained. I mean, okay, I'm not saying I'm not entertained, but that does not mean it's a good movie. Facts, <laughs> like, like objectively. Yes, in this not. movie. <laughs> We touched on this earlier. It makes no... The logic is not there. Yeah, there's hella plot holes. So many plot... It's the meme of the white lady with the math in front of her face looking confused. Mm. That's me watching this movie. <laughs> the math ain't mathin'. The math ain't mathin'. But yeah, so anyway, but I love this movie growing up. Of course, it holds a place in my heart. I do connect with what we said about like yeah. dreaming of being magical growing up. Um, yeah. But watching it now, I'm like, would I recommend anyone else watch this movie? No. Mm, yeah without the nostalgia like it is the nostalgia for me it is yeah it's kind of like just always on the back of my mind pretty much like certain parts of the movie so without that nostalgia i would not be attached to this movie i'd be like eh, i could never watch this again yes and before our rewatch i think a few years ago now i remembered a few key plot points but overall i did not have a strong memory of this movie oh, okay um but it did come back to me watching it and like even watching it now i'm like oh yeah i remember all these key moments one mm. moment i don't remember though is a moment we'll get to eventually oh yeah okay yeah <laughs> i remember every every plot you remember every harriet detail. turning gray face and going oh <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i literally i did not i i always thought it was like a like subtle hiss or like oh, yeah yeah, totally. Not like but. a fucking yeah! banshee. <laughs> it yeah. lasts for so long. She's like, ah! yeah! <laughs> she backs away. As she slowly walks back. Chaotic, backwards. unhinged. Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> Truly unbelievable behavior, but um, that's what. <laughs> it was baffling, and I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing and seeing. I'm yeah. like, damn. There's scary. also a few other moments where I'm like, okay, this. I guess I didn't remember how little sense it made. So there had to be moments yeah. that I did not actually remember because right. then it would have never made sense to me. Facts. Yeah. And it did once upon a time. <laughs> but anyway, do you want right. to like get into it? Get into the recap? and Let's do it. Amazing. All right. So the movie starts out with the iconic Halloween Town theme song. You know, I feel like anyone. It's a banger. It is, honestly. Yeah. 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 Um, It's Halloween night. There's a bunch of kids, like, trick-or-treating outside. And Mm -hmm. then we see, like, a little girl looking out the window kind of, like, longingly at all the trick-or-treaters. And she's just, like, inside her house. Uh, This little girl is Marnie's little sister. Her name is Sophie. 
And um, they make it a point that like no one visits their house for Halloween. Like right, they, they know that. like this house is yeah, not fuck with Halloween. This is not the one. Like yeah. we're not we don't go there. Um, so then we see Marnie. She's 13 years old, and she was begging her mom to go to this costume party with her friends. Her friends are also there trying to plead her case, mm-hmm. making perfect sense. And her mom says no. And her reason is that there are things about Halloween that she just doesn't understand. Uh, what are these things? We have no idea. And we literally never find out. So. I mean, okay, the thing she doesn't understand about Halloween is there's a Halloween town. But how does that impact right. her ability to like enjoy why? Halloween? Exactly. How does that tie into your inability to attend a costume party here in the human world where we live? It makes no sense. Like, yeah. I, I mean, like, the mom is, I think, the true villain of this movie. I think so. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll take Calabar or whatever the fuck his name is over her any day. <laughs> what did she call him? Oh, my. Oh, Chocolate Bar at the end. Yes. Because <laughs> he's wearing a black cloak. Like, <laughs> hey, Chocolate Bar. <laughs> What an insult. Uh, so wild. <laughs> but yeah, um, her mom totally tells her that she's got to stay home. Uh, da, 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 da. And um, here, Dylan mentions, Dylan is Marnie's younger brother. Mm-hmm. And I have a note that he mentions, like he's trying to basically, he just always agrees with their mom. And he, yes. he's very skeptical Who's of magic. brown noser for their parent? For like their, that's yeah. so, such a weird behavior. And I'm like, bro, this isn't your teacher. Like we're not in school. Like chill like, it's out. Your mom. She's going to love you no matter She's what. She's going to love you either way. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. Dylan literally is just like up her ass and it's just, it's a little irritating. Yeah. But he mentions the razor blade in the apple thing. Right. And he calls it a, he's yeah, mentioned it's that an it's an urban myth. It is. Yeah. Oh my God. I always thought that was real. That's so funny. Cause I literally told my mom that two days ago that it was an urban myth. Did she think it was real too? Yes. Oh my God. She's like, you know, cause I was complaining about how she never like would go dress up with me on Halloween and yeah. how I wish she did. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, you know, Halloween was kind of ruined when I was a kid because they started putting razor blades in the apple. I'm like, yeah. myth, <gasps> urban legend didn't happen. Lame excuse. Damn. And so, yeah. Yeah, and I had never heard of anyone that had ever bitten into an apple and gotten a razor blade no. to the gums. I, just I think it might like, happen oh to one person, but it's like, oh. things happen to one person all the time. It's right. not, it doesn't make it a thing. Yeah, so and that's probably a targeted attack as well. Like, whoever that happened to, they were probably like, I'm going to get you, bitch. Yeah, there's, I think, a podcast episode of one of my favorite podcasts called You Were Wrong About. Oh, yeah. I believe they do an episode about, about the razor blade Halloween apples. urban legends. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, that educated me a little bit. So um, that was actually quite soothing because I always thought that was real. And I was like, damn, the world is fucking like horrible. I mean, it is. And but, don't, don't get me wrong. But, <laughs> yeah. But this is just one less thing to worry about, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in this like little dialogue, Marnie mentions that her parents actually met on Halloween. But Dylan is like telling her to like be quiet. He's very hush hush. He's saying that every time we talk about dad, it bums mom out. So right here, we know that like something happened to their dad, but they don't say, but it turns out that he passed away. We learned very quickly that he passed it's away. It's weird because we do learn that and we do learn that the mom is sad about it, but not yeah. through any actual, it's all exposition. Yeah. The like, mom. We never see her react to any mention of him or anything. Yeah. She yeah. has no real emotional arc outside of her being anti-Halloween. Halloween town. Yeah. And Halloween, Halloween town. Yeah. Like it's. Very strange. And so anyway, that's her entire personality is wanting so much to just be fully human and not have anything to do with Halloween. Yeah. And they never really explain it. And it's weird because it's like they could have tied that to Mm -hmm. her passed away husband, but they never mentioned him again, really. And I have a theory about why she's anti Halloween town. Oh, I feel like I should mention it now at the top so we can discuss it, discuss it with this lens in mind. Mm hmm. 
I think that they're fundamental, uh, fundamentalist Christians. <laughs> what? Yes. I think they're uber Christian. The Cromwell family. Her? That is the only way it makes sense that she is so anti-mad. Because there even is a line what? where it's like, where Marnie says to Dylan, have you ever noticed how mom won't let us like be around things that are about magic or say the word magic or hear the word? And like the only people I know who are oh. like that are extreme Christians. So do you think the dad was an extreme Christian, yes. lured her away from yes. Halloween Town, and then now she's converted and mm-hmm. she just wants to stay in that? Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, when we see her at home alone, what is she watching? Infomercials. Oh. Which isn't like a fundamentalist oh, yeah. thing, but it's like... It's not any kind of content. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like that's, you know, infomercials are safe. They're never going to right. be offensive. I just think she's... There's no chance anyone's yeah. going to slip up and say anything or yeah. show anything risque. It's right. just a fucking commercial. That's true. Anyway, that's my that's the only way it makes sense to me. Like her behavior throughout that the film. actually tracks. Thank you. Okay. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Possibly a hidden message there from Disney. I guess we'll maybe we'll never know, but I we will never know. I feel like it, it tracks. It sticks. Yeah. So um, after they mention their dad, suddenly a bus stop appears outside, and out of nowhere we see a flying bus. Mm-hmm. So it's very clear that um, this is a magical movie, and we're in for <laughs> a ride. Yes. And uh, the iconic Debbie Reynolds as Aggie Cromwell descends from the bus. This is Marnie's grandmother. Um, their mom's name is Gwen, so Gwen's mother. She just floats down off the bus and mm-hmm. then she, uh, you know, walks on the sidewalk towards her house. Why is um, Debbie Reynolds in this movie? I, her talents, they, I don't know what, I <laughs> can't even form a sentence. She's too good for Halloween Town. Okay. hundred, way thousand too good for Halloween percent. Town. I'm not sure what she's doing in here. I know she had, you know, Billy Lord, her granddaughter, was around at this point, so maybe she wanted to do something. But couldn't she oh, get, like, like a relate. theatrical release? Right. I don't understand why she's not doing this. Not a Disney Channel original movie. Absolutely not. She's trying. The material ain't there, but she's trying. It really is not there. But she, you know, she's, she's doing her thing. Mm-hmm. Carrying this movie on her back, basically. Oh, her back must have hurt after this. <laughs> Truly. Um, she has this magical bottomless bag that is actually alive, it seems, and she's, like, trying to coax it off the bus, but... It won't. It's being stubborn. Anyway, uh, Sophie is in the kitchen with her I'm mom. sorry. The bag, I feel like, is... Uh, they were like, we need a Mary Poppins bag, but we can't be, like, ripping off Mary, Mary Poppins. Poppins. <laughs> Let's make it, like, a dog also. Yeah. That and follows her around. It has to have a personality. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but only a stubborn one that won't follow her sometimes, but then ultimately always does. Yeah. I love it. Uh, and her bag is, like, so... Uh, and it's, like, that carpet bag, you know? Like, it yeah. has the carpet material yeah. on the outside. Yeah, I like Typical grandma bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Sophie's in the kitchen and she's asking her mom for a cookie, but her mom refuses. Sophie is like concentrated on this cookie and she's like, I really want that cookie. And then the cookie starts floating towards her and her mom sees this and she's like, oh, not again. And then stops the cookie. Um, and Sophie basically didn't see it happen. But now we know that Gwen knows that her daughter has magical abilities or at least one of them so far. And, um, she's just trying to stifle them essentially. Mm -hmm. Which is so, so fucked up. Like, started on this right. lady. That's why I'm saying she has to be a Christian fundamentalist. Something, something switched when she married their dad and moved to the human world. Because, yeah, I, I could never. If my child showed any, like, any type of magical ability or something, I'd be like, we need to find, you need to find an expert. Someone to train you. Someone well, she is an expert. She could yeah, train she, them. She could. And I mean, like, if I married mm. a warlock, Right. And our kids were half magic. I'd be like, yes, like I want them to know that yes. side of their heritage. Mm-hmm. The dad obviously was not encouraging that. Yeah. And I'm like, 
either were to believe she's a Christian fundamentalist or <laughs> something traumatic happened to her in Halloween Town that we just never find we out. We never about. find out. Right. Like it's got to be some deep-seated trauma or yeah, she is literally a fundamentalist like And we really don't see any Christian. reference of, of trauma right, when she does that. end up in Halloween Town. Yeah. So I, I don't know, I'm not for that theory. Same. I mean, that really is not tracking, but the Christianity. That that one is sticking. Yeah. Damn. Aggie comes to visit and after the kids go to bed, like they have a little hangout, you know, she brings a bunch of treats from her magical bottomless bag. But the kids go to bed and Aggie is trying to urge Gwen to move back home to Halloween Town. And we don't really know like what that is yet or where it is, but it's assumed that it's in some other world since we saw the bus like appear out of fucking nowhere. I really was annoyed in this scene because Gwen tells Aggie over and over how not normal she is. Like she says not normal like at least six times in this conversation. She like is She's horny like, for normality. You're not normal. <laughs> Halloween Town is not normal. The people who live there are not normal. And I'm like, it's weird because like she's from there. It's her home. And it doesn't sound, okay, the people of Halloween Town seem like a kind, good people. Right. I don't understand why she's so against them. If you're like raised Literally. in a super shitty environment with shitty people, I, I understand right. you being, getting away from that and being mm-hmm. like, that shit was fucked up. That's not like, for yeah, me. they're evil. Like, okay, fuck that. But they seem delightful. I, yeah, I don't understand her motivations except the, I'm not gonna say it again. But anyway, <laughs> facts. They yeah, they're just like a normal society of diff- a varying species of creatures and st- like you know monsters and might beings. go beyond species. I don't even know what. I mean, I mean, there's pumpkin heads there. Yeah, and the the pincushion lady. What was the, what I actually was have that? a question about the pincushion lady? <laughs> okay, I wrote in my notes because is she, is she? a pincushion or is just it a wearing skirt? a pincushion dress? Yeah, yes. yeah, uh, maybe. But she seems but like she always. Is a pincushion. Yeah. The way she was moving to, and she just, I don't know. She just, so she just, like, her body is a pincushion. So she's naked from the waist. She's Donald Duck in it. She's one of the crew in it. <gasps> oh, God. I mean, she could be. That, I'm, I'm going to The mayor is like, <laughs> you need to stop showing up to work nude. I've had enough of this. <laughs> I filed complaints with HR a few times and nothing's going on. So I'm sorry. I'm going to have to let just you go. Just because you don't have genitalia doesn't mean it's okay. <laughs> I, that was my first thought, though. I'm like, damn, yes. is this woman a pincushion? Yes, I'm like, no. is she nude? Yeah. <laughs> I think she does. Mm, okay. I, I'm going to go with She's you. a naked pincushion yeah. woman. But she just looks so genetically ambiguous or so yes. like, uh, what? Is there like a descriptive term for or like genitals? Genitalia? Genitalia? Genitalia. Genitalia. Yeah, but like, what if I was going to say like, she seems to have ambiguous genitalia? Yeah. She seems to be genitalially ambiguous. Oh, like, like <laughs> genitalius? Like, yeah. lacking genitalia? Like that sort of... Genitalially. <laughs> I don't know if that oh, word exists. That's definitely not a word. Let's call her a Barbie doll. She's Barbie doll. Right, she's yeah. Barbie doll in it, yeah. So you know, like cushion lady. Yeah, I don't know. I would love her, part. though. She's so yeah. weird and she's so strange. Bouncy. And like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. yeah. She brings in some weird energy, and I dig it. I love her. Um, so yeah, Gwen is very adamant that she does not want her kids to know um, anything about Halloween Town. Aggie immediately tells the kids about Halloween Town after this conversation, but it's under the guise of like a bedtime story. She pulls out this Halloween storybook or Halloween Town storybook with the most basic um, looking white girl in it, and oh, they're yeah. like, "It's Marnie! Oh my, it's it is me! It's Marnie! It's me! It's just a white girl with dark brown hair. That's it. Like, <laughs> she could be literally anyone. So." Yeah, but this 
also did kind of stick with me and I always wanted my own Halloween Town book with oh. me as the witch inside. Because oh, I, I just that. I think that would be like a cool customization thing that Disney could have made, but of Yeah, course, that's uh, actually a really good point. Yeah, like they could have made hella bucks huh. off of that merch, but Yeah, but I've always been like, that's just some white bitch. Yeah, like, I'm not, sorry. It's not Marnie. <laughs> yeah. It's just some white I, I mean it could be, but also I mean, okay, like <laughs> anything is stuck on the book. But in the context of this movie, is is this book telling the future? Because Marnie at this point right. has never been to Halloween Town. Exactly. And I'm wondering that too. Because not only is it telling the story of Halloween Town and what it is, but she's there on the broom, you know, flying. Yeah. She's clearly a full-fledged witch. And it's just like, is this a prophecy? What what are we seeing here? I don't okay. know. So I think my theory is this. Either A, the grandma had this book custom made for her, as mm. you said you want for you. Mm-hmm. Or B, it is just a generic book with a generic white girl in it. Mm-hmm. And she thinks it's her. Probably the latter. Just happens to have dark brown hair. And she's yeah. like, this will work. This will do. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I think the latter, honestly. So she just tells him all about Halloween Town, all about the creatures and everything. Um, Aggie is like literally just about to tell Marnie that she comes from a long line of Cromwell witches, but then her mom like pops in and bursts that bubble. So yeah. Also Cromwell, amazing witch name. Great linear, like lineage name for a line of witches. Absolutely. Just the right little amount of mystique and spook. But real, like it could be a name. Just like, yeah, just a name. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I love it. It's not like Abracadabra. Like you come from a long line of abracadabras. I'd be like, no, you've taken it too far. You're an abracadabra. We are humans, okay? You will never be a witch. You will never be an abracadabra. Like, bro, my name is abracadabra. The fuck? Abracadabra. I wanna reach out and grab you. It's a song. From the Disney Channel? I wanna say it's from the Dave Matthews band. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Some band. Oh. I'm gonna look it up. Okay, yeah. I wanna. I hate it. Oh, <laughs> you hate the song. I do. <laughs> but it's stuck with you. It's in your head. Yeah, because one, I went to this drag show and one of the songs they played was that song. Um, and then we were giving them, my coworker, a ride home and they played that song. We, like, they requested a song be played. Damn. And then I really listened to it and I'm like, this song's bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, please don't ever request any music in my, my car ever again. <laughs> like, the, I'm cold. Shut the fuck up. You sound so fucking stupid. If you ever say you're cold again, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, it's from the Steve Miller band, which oh, Dave, Steve Matthews Miller, band, Dave Matthews Yeah, same dip. Yeah, basically the same thing. Yeah, literally. So Aggie and Gwen are arguing in the kitchen about Marnie's potential powers. Mm-hmm. And we learn that Marnie's 13th birthday is her last opportunity to start training as a witch. Or she so loses her powers up. forever. So messed up. And her mom is so adamant that she should just lose her powers and just be human and not give her any choice, not tell her about any of this. Right. Um, so Marnie overhears the conversation and she also witnesses Aggie turning the chicken wing leftovers back into a live chicken. Mm-hmm. So not only does she hear about what they're talking about but she like witnesses the magic firsthand like for real um so aside from pleading her case for marnie aggie reveals that there's also like some dark force in halloween town that's like affecting her neighbors and her resident or the residents of the town um and that they like eventually just go missing and of course gwen is just like fuck off no not, i don't want anything to do a home <laughs> like, i don't jump. care if my home burns down it okay <laughs> Because it's not normal there. Yeah, she's like, I that place has nothing to do with me, blah, 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 or something. Man sucks. Like, truly, she's she's really irritating. But Aggie kind of, like, gets back at her for saying that. I feel like on her way out the door, she turns the chicken wings back into a live chicken again <laughs> yeah. in the fridge and just leaves them that way. So That's pretty good. Yeah, I like that. 
Uh, Marnie, as I said, overhears all this. She tells Dylan they stole away on the bus to Halloween Town. The bus obviously is traveling like through time and space, like doing some crazy shit. And they see all kinds of creatures on the bus. Mm -hmm. And Dylan is literally actively trying to explain all of this away. He's trying to rationalize everything that's happening. And he's like, maybe this is a charter bus from one of those, you know, those weird conventions. And I'm just like, Dylan, my boy. I put like, please. His ability to suppress is mythic. Like, it is it defies logic at a certain point it's like yes i know that what you're witnessing does not make sense to you right. but the amount you're willing to like really discount it like back. yeah uh, amazing like they should study you it's, it's <laughs> amazing like my, my child like you are seeing this with your eyeballs let's just it's very real you know just try to digest it but i love on the bus not. they um there's i think it's a uh, frankenstein and another creature oh, talking yeah mm-hmm. and there's a line where they say I raised a demon from the underworld and they said, big deal. I saw the same thing on Jerry Springer. And I thought that was just very funny. (laughs) And that's like such an adult reference because like what kids are watching Jerry Springer, you know? Did you not watch Jerry Springer as a kid? No. Oh, I feel like My parents didn't let me do that. They didn't let me watch Jerry Springer. Oh, all my friends, we watched Jerry Springer. Yeah. In your youth? (laughs) As a youth? Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, we did. Um, Yeah. Wow. My parents didn't let me watch that or like The Simpsons. Or Family Guy, or like any like anything that has any potential for adult themes, they were like, no, don't, uh, you can't watch that. No, my my mom was really only about like not watching violence, mm. so she was a little weird about Looney Tunes. But overall, she would kind of let me watch whatever I wanted. Oh, like wow. she let me watch like Sex in the City. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah. Oh no! Any mention of sex, I can't watch that. I would be really uncomfortable with it because I was like mm. an awkward kid, and then right. she'd be like, "I thought you could handle it, but you're like being too weird about it." <laughs> I was like, oh, damn, I thought you were a more mature 12-year-old. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh. she was incorrect. Um, but my grandfather, who was, like, a very upstanding member of society, mm. amazing career, like, president of a, you know, corporation, mm. he loved Jerry Springer. Oh, my God. <laughs> he loved it. Wow. He had just a, a little bit of drama in him. He liked the drama. He was like, it's like an anthropological study of, like, a whole different type of human being. And, like, you're making it sound uh, a little bit more legit than it is. But yeah. I do hear what you're saying. It's like, same with true crime, mm. where it's almost like you're studying a whole different kind of human being. Facts. So, yeah, he loved it. Yeah, Jerry Springer was a different class of human beings. Like, the people who just wanted to get on TV and start fucking fighting. Yeah, and then the people in the audience would be like, yeah, the girl in the blue shirt, I just want to say, <laughs> you're fucking ugly. <laughs> And then they'd probably be like, oh, yeah, you think I'm fucking ugly? Get down here, bitch. Exactly. And everyone would be like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> you want to come out here and fight me? <laughs> and then it'd be like, some girl would say something like, um, just so you know, you're not cute. And then they'd be like, beads, beads, or whatever. Like, uh, show us your boobs. And then she'd have, it, it was a mess. Oh, my God. So it was like, not only the people on the show, but the people in the audience were also unhinged. <laughs> something <It> was, wrong. <laughs> it was all crazy. Sorry oh. if you were a former person who has interacted on with us. Sure. <laughs> No judgment, no judgment. But we would oh, like to hear about your judgment. time. Uh, let us know if you have been on Jerry Springer. I'd love to hear about that. I would honestly say, my, like, yeah, please share. I want to hear that experience for sure. Um, so yeah, the kids still on the bus. Aggie gets off and um, there's like, we see that there's someone like behind a curtain just watching her from some building somewhere. It's really creepy and dark. It's so strange. <laughs> and then she runs into her friend Harriet, who is like super cheery and she like offers her a muffin and she's like really nice. So yeah, the kids are looking for um aggie and then they run into the mayor of halloween town who we learn is calabar mm-hmm. he looks yeah. like okay so they're making this 
Willy Wonka. Yeah. Like, he looks like a grown-up Timothy Chalamet as Willy Wonka. Yes, literally. That's 100% That's his energy. so accurate. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like When I realized, I was like, oh, my, that is 100,000% his look. Shit. That is <laughs> literally <laughs> him. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I know. I didn't even, like, really think Willy Wonka too much, but, like, Timothy Chalamet as Willy Wonka is specifically him in yes. 15 years. Like, mm-hmm. That's that's it. Yeah, it's, it's wild. I wonder if they really like. Do you think they took Willy Wonka inspiration for Calabar's look? I feel like oh, they must maybe. have. Kind of, actually, now that you say it, I can't unsee it. Yeah, I actually kind of thought about Willy Wonka, and I think the reason I realized it so soon is because when they're on the bus, the color swirling around outside the bus oh, yeah. reminded me of the tunnel that they go through in Willy Wonka, where he's like, "And the turning keeps on turning, and the sky is really burning." Like he's like saying that oh, really yeah, creepy yeah. poem, and mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. So I had Willy Wonka on the mind interesting yeah i feel like it's also like when you said that yeah i just instantly thought of the hat because yes. the hat i'm just like yeah. damn that's that's willy and like the it's weird though because like the, the coloring kind of coat yeah but the coloring yeah. is very timmy timothy chalamet right mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah they meet calabar he's the mayor of halloween town he pulls a giant lollipop out of his ear and offers it to <laughs> sophie and she declines Rightfully so, because that's yes. fucking disgusting. Soapy ain't nothing to fuck with. Right. What does he keep calling her? Soapy? Soapy. Yeah. And I don't know why he's doing that. Like, what? I don't know what the purpose of fucking up her name on purpose is. Like, just stop. <laughs> and honestly, Sophie's not here for it either. She's just like, no. Sophie! She's not playing it's around Sophie! with that. Sophie! But also, yeah. like, I mean, I know this is part of a joke, but Sophie's a name and Soapy is an adjective. It's, yeah, that's not a name. <laughs> I, I don't know. Calabar, he's got a few screws loose. He really does. And I want to say in this moment, he mentions where Aggie lives to give them like directions oh, to get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he says that she's lived in the same house for over 200 years. Yeah. I, I have questions. <laughs> what? She's a witch. Okay. But how old was she when she had Gwen? Do you think? Oh, I don't know. And how old is Gwen? <laughs> Damn. How old is Gwen? Right? Because I know her kids were born in the human world, so I guess, you know, they're just aging normally like humans do. Right. But yeah, in Halloween Town, clearly witches can live for hundreds of years. Maybe Gwen is like... like hundred? Yeah, maybe like 90, 100 years old, I think. Because if Aggie's lived there for over 200 years, she probably didn't have Gwen until a little bit later or sometime. I don't know. Right. She's aging at like, what, one third of the rate? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's kind of crazy. Actually, I didn't even, like, give that much thought. I'm like, oh, 200 years, she's a witch. Yeah, sure. No, I was like, I need to understand the math of this family. <laughs> like, how old are the members of this family? I know how old the kids yeah. are, but how yeah. old does this make Gwen? I need to know how, yeah, how old Gwen is. And I also Aggie, because she maybe has lived in that house for 200 years. But she does could that be older. she was born there? Right. Like, yeah. she could have moved there from somewhere else. And also, who is Gwen's dad? Like, who got Aggie pregnant? I want to meet him. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Some warlock somewhere. I don't know. Maybe he was like a thousand, so he died because of, of old age. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sugar daddy status. Like, goddamn. Uh, that's how she got that house, you know? Right. Because that house is big. And it's Sugar nice. daddy Cromwell. Shoot. Well, uh, Calabar learns that their mom is Gwen. And it's like he just like says that he knew her a long time ago or something. And he's obviously interested in seeing her again. Like, he's very clearly, like, looking for her. His dynamic with her is odd. More on that later. Yeah. Quite odd. Yeah. So the kids get a ride from Benny, who's a skeleton, to Aggie's house. The gate's locked. 
Marnie tries to make up some dumbass spells to open it, but Sophie just takes one look at it and wishes that the lock turns into a frog, and it does. Like, we don't see the, like, the actual thing happening, but she lets us know, and then as they're running away, like, we see the frog on the mm-hmm. ground. So Sophie clearly has, like, the magical aptitude. Like, she's, she's the most magical bitch in the movie. Like, she's got it. I mean, aside from Aggie, maybe, and, and Gwen, I guess. Gwen does have powers, but... I don't really, like, she tries to do something to Luke one time, and she tries to... That's because she's out of practice. Flowers. Yeah. But she does say powers, but then they like, flowers. we, see, we yeah. get flowers, and I'm like, what's She's out of practice. It's been too long. But I have a question. Okay, so, like, uh-huh. we find out soon that Sophie, her, basically that Marnie also had these powers, like, showing up when she was Sophie's oh, age. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's weird, because in the movie, we're to believe, like, Marnie is, like... She's your average 13-year-old. But she's the one. Right. She is the chosen one. She's a, exactly. Yeah, she's the chosen right. one in this mm-hmm. narrative, right? Yeah. So why make it such that powers are strongly displayed when they're younger and making Sophie seems like she should be the one? Yeah. Like, the movie moves forward as if, like, oh, Sophie's going to be the person who, like, who, like, really does the deep, like, right. does the stuff. And, like, but it is Marnie, them. even though she hasn't displayed a single lick of magical ability Truly, at all. Not a single one. Not a one. Even remembering the spell at the end, like... Yeah, Sophie. she fucking trashed that. Marnie was no help at all. She was like, better be, better, better. boo, better boo, Betty Bop, yes. boo. And I'm like, Betty March, Betty better. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> shut up. What are you saying? Like, you know your grandma did not say any of that shit. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. She's kind of, it's a little annoying how, and she also believes that like, you know, she's this powerful witch. She's like, I have my powers. We don't that, see like, it. What powers, girl? We never see it. Where? And I mean, like, when she saves the day, like, uh, what is she really doing? Dropping. Like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. She's, she's really just doing she some physical activities. She does thing. <laughs> just human shit. Just plain old human just shit. Just mortal stuff, okay? <laughs> yeah, Sophie is truly carrying the magic uh, between these kids, so I don't know what's going on with that. I would love to know more about what signs she did exhibit. Was it, like, the same type of stuff where, like, things were floating, maybe things fell I off would the assume, shelves yeah. and stuff like that? Like the cookie yeah. thing. Yeah. That's, okay. That makes sense. Uh, like the kids, you know, find their grandma at the house and Aggie lets them know that she believes there's a special talisman that is going to help them fight that bad force or whatever that's, um, in Halloween town. So she fills it up with witch's brew and then she sprinkles some fucking glitter on it while saying a spell and it's a bust. Like it doesn't it's actually. It's insta, right? It's Yeah. She used like instant witch's brew. brew yeah. Which, you know, like, okay. <laughs> I do love them that she has a microwave where like the bu- like their bubble toil trouble. Double, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that was so cute. I'm like a witch's microwave. I love that. Mm. Um, so they go into town. Wait, sorry. To get new ingredients. Doesn't is this when she sees cow- like she sees the villain in the pot? Oh yeah, the witch's glass. Yes. Yeah, she, like, she shows it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, she like, shows it to them. As an adult, I'm like, that's Calabar. That laugh <laughs> is like, that's Calabar. <laughs> I definitely did not put that together like my first time watching it. Probably not for me. I too. think yeah, it's pretty easy to tell that it's Calabar because he is just wearing like he's got some special effects makeup on, but like it it's also sounds like him and yes. it's his face. Yeah. I also I, I don't understand why he looks like that. Yeah, like what is this other form that he's taking? Like I don't I don't get it. And like I know he needs to try to disguise his voice when he's talking because we can't know with him. Calabar, right. But the way he delivers lines. Hilarious. I, I mean, <laughs> iconic. Like, give this man an Oscar. <laughs> like, when he's in the theater, he's like, they will bend to my will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, Aggie, you 
fool! You can never overpower me! Not statues, they're frozen! I'm like, no, you foolish witch! And then to Luke, would you shut up? The line delivery is a 10 out of 10 for me. I love it. Truly. Luke is over there giving his little commentary. Two by two and, and three, three by, by three. three. It's like Luke, Luke sit down. Shut the fuck up, bro. Come on. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, but they go into town. Yes, yeah. So they decide to make um, new witches brew from scratch instead of the instant. They go into town for the ingredients, and this is where um, Aggie kind of tells the kids about the history of the separation of the worlds between the human world and Halloween Town. Basically, everybody used to live together in harmony at one point, but. Humans were scared of these creatures, you know, as humans can be scared I, of new things. I understand that you, humans definitely were like that. I, I know that. Yeah. But it's weird that we like lived okay for a while. Then one day we woke up and we're like, uh, yeah, no, no more. Exactly. I'm scared now. I'm wondering what happened. It doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. Because she specifically says that we used to live in harmony. Yes. And I'm like, okay. And then what happened? I feel like. There's always like that catalyst to a war where someone, maybe even accidentally, someone's yeah. son maybe accidentally kills someone's daughter. It's a vengeance thing, and then now or we maybe, all fucking hate each other. I mean, I don't want to get too heavy on the show, and I certainly don't want to like compare this trivial kids movie to oh, like a real tragedy. <laughs> right. Maybe it was like a Hitler type situation where <gasps> there was someone so who like wanted to blame the issues mm-hmm. of humanity, mm-hmm. and they were the scapegoats were the citizens oh, of Halloween Town. I could absolutely see that. Like things were fine yeah. for generations until this person. Yes came into adulthood yes and there's always people preaching. who kind of felt like a prejudice mm-hmm. and now they really could like, like yeah. even we saw with trump a little bit where people felt right. more vocal with their you know their, their racism, racism. yeah yeah honestly that tracks you are yeah. really breaking this down this movie like you <laughs> are you. cracking the code <laughs> wherever there is a hole or like something that doesn't make sense you're like grab my top. i have a theory yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it um so yeah they end up making their new world and so halloween town is born Around this time, their mom realizes back home that they're missing. So she's on her way. Um, in town, Aggie encounters Harriet again. <laughs> and <laughs> this is it. She bumps into Harriet on the street. And this is where we see Harriet, who, as you may recall, was cheery offering her muffins before. Like, muffins, dairy. Made them for the homeless yeah. or the headless people. Didn't realize they had no heads and couldn't eat them. Like she's being very friendly and British. Yeah. And all of a sudden she's like, oh. mm. <laughs> she's not like that. She's like, it goes on for so long. Bruh, when I tell you, this shocked me. Like this <laughs> threw me back out of my chair. I was like, Harriet, what are we Ooh. doing? Girl? I mean, I was in the movie. I was believing it i was along for the ride and that moment took me out so far out (laughs) wait a second wait a second oh my god the delivery of the fucking scream um oh my god that woman's a genius she's like this is my moment okay she's like i'm gonna give it to you i'm going to act and she just fucking lays it all out there. But it's obvious that some <laughs> shit has taken a hold of Harriet. She is not the same she woman is not that we met right. earlier. She's not all right. Absolutely unhinged. Um, <laughs> shit was crazy. I wrote, it's tragic what happened to Harriet, but it's also hilarious. <laughs> Turn this movie into a comedy. 
I mean, oh, I guess. Oh my god. What are these movies considered? Like these decoms? Are they all like huh? Some question. like sub comedy genre? I think there's always comedy to them, right? It's like it's for yeah, kids. but I think they have like overarching. Like this one's you know spooky. The kids want something spooky, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like Sprink <laughs> is a sports one. Spooky. The kids want something <laughs> spooky. That Tin Robbins or Robinson sketch. Wait, you remember the sketch where he's um singing the country song? It's like, and that's the night the skeletons came to life. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, they're like, "What are you doing?" It's like yeah. he said the kids want something spooky. <laughs> I feel like that's how they made this movie. <laughs> that was the impetus for this film. The way he delivers those lines in the booth when Hell, he's, he's like, so good. And then they came from underground and from all over. Oh my god, that means a genius. He takes shit that no one else would make funny and makes it hilarious. Comedic genius. I love him so much. Um. So yeah, Harriet's lost her fucking mind and. Aggie Ag- <laughs> runs into Calabar. She um she talks to him about like the dark force, and he straight up asks her to stop investigating. He's like, just give me two days. Well, he's For like, what? we don't know. He's like, you know what? I didn't take you seriously, but now oh, I am. Right. Now I do. Mm-hmm. He's playing <laughs> right. He's, he's playing greedy chess. Plotting, 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 playing and plotting. Like she doesn't say anything to him. She just kind of looks at him weird, but like she's clearly it's not very gonna- weird because yeah. she's she's like just a few days, and she's just like. Right. <laughs> That's literally it. I know it's an audio medium. <laughs> We're so goofy this oh episode. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Oh, Aggie. <sighs> She's really giving it to us. She's acting, man. You know, she and Harriet. Yeah, they're bringing it. <laughs> Fucking bringing it. So, uh, Marnie found like the flying broom store and like they're hella high tech. The salesman reminds me of like an Elvis impersonator. He's like an Elvis personality. I like him. Yeah. I love the way he talks. He's like, well, Lou Missy, looks like you've got your eye on the windsweeper 5,000. That's exactly (laughs) it. He's like, well, that kid turned out to be a real (laughs) weenie. He says it about Luke. It's it's amazing. Um, Because yeah, Luke shows up and he's just like a dick for no reason. Well, I guess he just... I don't know. He's got big dark friends now or whatever. So he big thinks. <laughs> I mean, dark magic. <laughs> big dark friends. Big dark friends. <laughs> no. Oh, wow. Um, dark magic friends. The brooms in this scene look <laughs> like they're from a live action Jetson movie that yes, never happened. Literally. Yeah. They and that's so futuristic. Not a compliment. I do not like them. Yeah. Same. They I want them more, more traditional or yes. just like not as. Like spray painted right. with the chrome and all the exactly. shit. Like, just chill out. Like, yeah. we just need some regular ass brooms. Um, but yeah, Luke calls himself the big cheese, which Marnie quickly throws back into his face because he's yes. acting like a little dick. Stink, right? Because of the it, big the cheese. cheese. Reminded mm. me of um, what's that show, The Ultimatum? Oh yeah, where they call like he's like big cheese. Colby came in ruining oh. everything. <laughs> <laughs> I just love. Oh, I love the term. God. I love using big cheese. Big cheese. My friend called her husband like a big cheese at his job recently. And I'm like, oh, hilarious. <laughs> and like, you're using that unironically. Like, I love that. Yes. She, and she used it completely seriously. And I'm like, wow, what a choice. It's the big cheese. <laughs> you're right. That can't not be funny. Oh my exactly. God. So, um, I feel like Aggie has hella deep pockets. Like she's got bands on bands oh. on bands because that, that rich broom husband. rich left her everything. Mm-hmm. Literally. 
Because Marnie apparently um, picks up like the top of the line broom and Aggie is just like, yeah, let's get it. Let, we're, don't, don't wrap it up. Let's uh, fly it out of here. Yes. And um, now we're at the iconic scene. Aggie and Marnie are on the broom. And Marnie asks her, how does magic make the broom fly? And this inspirational quote that has transcended decades. Aggie says, magic is really very simple. All you have to do is want something and then let yourself have it. And then they like fly off. Oh God, amazing. Uh, lives rent free in my mind. Like yes, literally all day, all night. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, so by this time, Marnie's mom has made it to Halloween Town. Mm-hmm. She's on the ground. I guess uh, she she assumed that Aggie like brought them there, but then Aggie was like, "No, they came to me." Like, shut the fuck up. And that, <laughs> and then she once again tells Marnie that there are things about this world that yes. she simply doesn't understand. But like, what? Yeah, what are the things? She does not go. Into she detail. never explains. She it. never explains. So Marnie's just out of luck, and she kind of like you know is begrudgingly going back home. Uh, but it turns out the bus is not running. So they go to see the mayor to see if there's anything he can do. And then Calabar and Gwen are reunited. And he is hitting on this man. I'm, uh, I'm sorry, this woman hard. So heavily. Oh my yes, God. in front of her children. Right. Right in front of her three kids. And as a daughter of a single mom, mm. not something you want to be around for. That sounds so uncomfortable. Which I have been many times. Oh, God. I don't love it. I know. People be falling in love with Mama Robin left and right. I mean, like, do what you want to do. I'm not here to hinder that. Right. But, like, just I don't want to be around. Yeah. Especially as a youth. Don't like, make me part of this equation. This exactly. Situation now. Like, what I'm the not hell? a part of this. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> when so uncomfortable. they come over, he has, like, a bat. Uh, that like oh. pops up out of a box and like you have company or something like that yeah, on his like, desk yeah what the fuck is that <laughs> yeah. why is that a thing that's like his little secretary his back back secretary i feel like someone saw the flintstones <laughs> movie like we need like some weird animatronic animal that functions as like a doorbell <laughs> yeah oh i my hate God. it <laughs> I hate it was it. really disturbing yeah he looks terrible i'm sorry and he like lives in that box i guess like where did he come from on that. it's unnecessary and it's weird yeah but um, Calabar immediately asks Gwen on a date, and he's like, he says, um, she was like, oh, she says, oh, you always did let your magic do the talking. And he's like, I remember you used to like that. And I'm like, oh, God. No. He like picks it's up a dead ass flower so that he's drippy. keeping in oh, his yeah, office on his for, some desk for some reason. Yeah. And then brings it back to life for her. Yeah. And um, yeah, he's clearly wanting to take her out. But um, he gets called away for some reason. I don't know. Something happens. Uh, I think Pincushion Lady out. shows up. Love that oh, girl. Oh, yeah. Pincushion Lady. Love that lady. She is actually nude at work as a pincushion. For real. <laughs> We've decided. So Luke and Aggie, um, you know, accost each other on, this, on the street outside. And they, he, like, convinces her to go and visit the, the Dark Force. Like, whoever it is. Right. Um, yeah, he's like, you know, he really wants to meet you. Yeah. Aren't you curious? Like, he's like, oh, he wants to reveal himself. Yeah. Uh, like, Will, I can take you to him right now. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he like kind of baits her. He's like, well, you're a Cromwell. Don't tell me a Cromwell witch is scared. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, she goes. So whatever. Um, so yeah, he takes her to this theater. And then in the theater, there's just a bunch of people frozen in their seats, like covered in cobwebs. And then we also see... Howling Harriet from earlier, who, um, (laughs) 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 oh, that is, that's her nickname. I'm just going to uh, call her that from now on. But yeah, we see her in there frozen as well. So the shadow man, the dark force, whatever his, uh, whoever he is, he appears. 
delivering, delivering the lines. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, him and Harriet, they came in, man. He put his whole yeah. calabussy into this role. <laughs> yeah. His entire calabussy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that calabussy working over time. <laughs> yeah, and he specifically says that he's frozen these people until he needs them. And for what? Like, we never find, it like, we make never find out. We don't know. I don't know why he's targeted. The, I understand why he's targeting Aggie. But right. Like, no one random, else doesn't make sense. Yeah, the random citizens of Halloween Town, like, they're supposed to be part of his army or something? Like, I don't, I don't understand. It doesn't... He, <laughs> he never calls upon them. Like, that. Like I don't, I don't know. Yeah, so. I, I really don't understand why he's playing his hand like this. Because he could have, right. like, moved in the shadows. Yeah. But instead, he's, like, keeping his museum of... <laughs> Frozen, like, citizens. Halloween town people. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, I have no clue. He then starts, like, attacking Aggie. Yeah, he, like, starts throwing the freeze, like, her, spell at her. I, I love Debbie Rounds, but she's older in this role. Yeah. And when he's throwing the light balls at her, when she's, like, <laughs> her little, like, jump from side <laughs> to side are so... So dramatic. So silly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my girl. It's so silly. And then we... Oh my god. We see him throw a light ball that she dodges and it hits another citizen who's oh, yeah. like in the, in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> he fucking goes flying. That sent that man into the abyss. He goes spiraling into the screen. Like, what the fuck? We don't know what happened to that man. How did that shit spiral him backwards out of his seat into the direction of the screen? It, it like, makes what? no sense. It, <laughs> I, I keep repeating myself because so much of this makes no sense. But Literally like, none. what is happening in that? None whatsoever. I don't know. But it, it made me laugh. It was pretty hilarious how she was literally like putting her all into those dodges. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> oh my God. But um, it's around now that Gwen and the kids show up and um, Gwen and Aggie get frozen in the kerfuffle of whatever's going on here. Mm-hmm. Luke is shocked by this. He thought that the dude, the dark force, whatever, was just going to try to get the talisman and leave them alone. But obviously he's like, fuck that. I'm going to freeze these bitches. So he does. Yeah. Well, that's when to get our indication that Luke, we also find out earlier that they mentioned that he had like some plastic surgery done. Oh yeah. By a powerful mm-hmm. dark force or something. He was like, cause he had a nose job and some warts removed. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but we get our indication that he's not inherently evil. He's just kind of like right. a selfish kid. Yeah. You know, got influenced by this evil man or whatever. Yeah. Aggie is like in the process of being frozen and she's telling Marnie to go. (laughs) Don't you do it. (laughs) I have to. Okay, okay, okay. So like she's telling Marnie to go and the the drama in the delivery of this line because she's like, her body's like actively freezing in the moment as she's talking and her arm is like outstretched and pointing. She's like, Marnie, go. It's just an evil spell that freezes us. Go! Like, when I tell you this, the drama. Oh, like, she gets so much out while she's being frozen. Right. And then, like, Gwen apparently was just instantly froze. I guess, yes, like, everyone else is weaker. I don't know. I don't know, but (laughs) it's very strange and, like, she doesn't try to make it quick. She's not like, no. It's just yeah. all that freezes us. Sorry, Marnie, go. Right. She's like, Marnie, go. go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my boy. Oh, my God, Aggie. Yeah. My girl, my girl, Aggie. That line was just iconic. Like, I will never forget that from this point forward. 
Um, so the kids now need to find those ingredients that they were shopping for before all this shit happened mm-hmm. to make the witch's brew from scratch. Um, it turns out they need the hair of a werewolf, um, who is a hairdresser, and uh, they also need the sweat of a ghost and the vampire's fang. This scene where they oh get gosh. the werewolf hair. Uh, I mean, the whole segment is fucked uh, up. Yeah, honestly, all of it. Yeah. These kids are just running rampant, like terrorizing. I mean, aside from the vampire, that one mm-hmm. was kind of harmless. But with the werewolf, the werewolf is a hairdresser and they need to get his hair. So Marnie's like trying to distract him. And Dylan on the shelf sees a pair of scissors next to a pair of clippers. Instead of grabbing the scissors and maybe discreetly trying to snip some hair away. That's exactly what I thought. I'm like, why would you not use a pair of scissors? Uh, yes. To snip an unnoticeable amount. Just a little, just a little, like, yeah. No. He grabs the clippers and runs that shit on this werewolf's head. Leaves him a huge fucking ball spot. Yeah. Like. It's messed up. And this werewolf uh, is doing like a weird kind of pseudo Austin Powers thing. Uh, yeah. And he like looks at himself in the mirror. Mind you, he's been shaved in the back. Yeah. He's like, oh, I can make this work. This this look really work for me. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird because his front has not changed. Yeah, he can't see the ball (laughs) spot in the mirror. Like, yeah. What are you talking about? But you know what? He's embracing change and I respect that. Yeah, honestly. I, yeah, he's a positive. He's a positive king, which is great. Um, and then for the ghost, they go to um, a gym that has a sauna and then they go and find a ghost who is uh, steaming in the sweat box in the sweat box. Yeah. And they turn that shit all the way up. Like Marnie cranks that shit up to like the hottest setting and they get the sweat. Um, while uh, Sophie is like antagonizing him by pretending to be a ghost. Is, she is making fun of his kind, his people. Literally. And it's messed up. Yeah, he's like, I don't appreciate these stereotypes, kid. Go go find your mom. <laughs> yeah, and, like, um, what's his name? Uh, Dylan is trying to do like fun facts. Yeah. But Sophie's like, this ain't working. Yeah, truly. Like, ooh, ooh. Literally like puts a towel over her head and like starts running around. Not okay. And what the fuck did Dylan say? He said something that was crazy. He was like, did you know that... Sea something. Sea monkeys are shrimp. Sea monkeys are shrimp. Yeah. I what? Didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know that, but I never thought about it. And I, I, I've never had that thought before in my life. Yeah, I always thought sea monkeys were their own thing. Oh, it kind of makes sense. I, I don't know. He said, I was like, yeah, that tracks. I, I got to look that up later, do some research, because <laughs> that shit shook me. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> but um, anyway, they get the sweat that drips off of his nose, and then they fucking leave him in there. I know. Uh, with the shit turned all the way up. So And then he gets out, and like we just saw him, <gasps> oh, and he yeah. is still a... Full-faced man. Yeah. He's a big man. Mm-hmm. And he gets out of the sweatbox and he's instantly super skinny. Yeah, he's like so skinny. And his voice goes up like like he yeah. just like inhaled helium or like something. Yeah. <laughs> it's so odd. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, terrible. So, I keep saying it, but it literally it's a recurring theme in this no movie. Sense. But these kids are awful. Like they're just being awful trying to get these ingredients. But I guess I'll chalk it up to the stress of their family being frozen. But yeah, whatever. and their children and children are terrible. They are children indeed. So they get the ingredients um, and uh, they fill up, they make the witch's brew, they fill up the talisman. Marnie cannot for the life of her remember the spell that their grandma said earlier and she's saying, she's saying all kinds of stupid shit like <laughs> Betty March, better get better, better get there before we get there. Like she's just saying mm-hmm. some stupid shit. But Sophie, our little magical princess, she mm. remembers the spell and they get that talisman lit. So um, they figure out that the talisman needs to go inside that huge jack-o'-lantern that's in the middle of Halloween Town. And uh, a dark cloud just appears out of the sky as they're on their way. And then, you know, the shadow of man or whatever. The Why do I keep wanting to call him shadow man? The, I mean, he um, kind of is a shadow man. Yeah, you think yeah, so? Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, like, I, I'm on board with yeah, that. Yeah, like the shadow man from the theater, the evil guy. 
And previously, when they were leaving that theater, as um, Aggie was so very like passionately delivering those lines, <laughs> she opens the theater door. Marnie opens the door, and the shadow man is all like, ah, like the sunlight. Like, oh yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah, like when they leave mm-hmm. the theater, and he Marnie even says like, oh, the oh, light hurt him. Yeah, the light hurts him. Yeah, mm-hmm. but okay, we but here, know. Yes, here. Yeah, where he's like. They're on their way to put the talisman in the jack-o'-lantern. Right. And he shows up in the broad fucking daylight. No yes. problem. Like, and he's out. He's outside. Furthermore, we know he is Calabar at a certain point. Yeah. And we see Calabar exclusively in the daylight. Yeah. I had a theory that, like, in this evil in this form, skin, yeah. he can't, like, be in sunlight. And sure. And as Calabar, he's fine. But, yeah, but not even was, that hold water. Yeah, that was dashed because he was totally outside in that evil form. It makes it no fine. sense. Not a lick. Not a lick. But um yeah, the dark cloud appears. He shows up, and then um we he he transforms back into his like human looking. Also, why does he look like that? Yeah, what is the point of the other form? I don't get it. Maybe okay. I'm sorry. It's like coming together. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I think it's the evilness, right? Like okay. I think it's like just like when he basically turns the citizens of Halloween Town evil, Mm -hmm. they get gray face. I think he's an extreme version of that. Oh, and it's like deep seated into his soul, so yes. it really disfigures. It's him. like if you watch the new Doctor Strange, and if mm. you read the what's it called, the hold bar, something like the evil book, mm. they, mm. their fingertips start to turn black, oh, and then yes. like he gets that third eye. Yes, and mm-hmm. it's like a physical manifestation of him of crossing those evil. boundaries. Yeah. So I think maybe that's what's going on. It's weird though that he has the option to turn like, switch back, but maybe he can just glamorize himself to look normal. And is that but like just a spell? The ugliness is his true form. Oh, that makes that's sense. that's it. That's oh it. Oh my god! I'm gonna be a consult for like for decoms. I, I do. Have yes. Mega mega holes. I need yes. to. Yes, I can fill those plot holes. Yes. That's it. That's fucking it right there. Thank you. So it turns out that his evil plan is to reclaim the mortal world that he believes is rightfully theirs. And then uh, Marnie manages to get the talisman into the jack-o'-lantern and a huge light like bursts out and all the frozen people in the theater like wake up. But Gwen um, comes back, you know, she's unfrozen. She asks him straight up, why is he doing this? And (laughs) once again, it makes no sense. (laughs) Calabar literally says, you could have been with me. You could have chosen me. We could have ruled together or something like that. He, so, and it's like, bro, you, you're just upset that some human man stole your girl. Like, that's it. They don't really frame it well, but okay. I was thinking about it through this context where it's like, yes, like she did escape to the mortal world. So maybe he'd right. like to be with her. I need to like take over the mortal world or to get revenge on what I see as having taken her. I guess. But she just snuck out to a Halloween party that night, met the human man, fell in love, and then went to be with him. Like, I know. And it's also weird because it's like, you didn't even know she was going to be here. Right. And you're ready to like, like unload on her. <laughs> Literally. You had no idea that she was going to be here to witness this takeover or whatever the fuck you're doing. Well, we also need to talk about the fact that of how Marnie saved Halloween Town. <laughs> you no, can't just skip over that. We haven't gotten there yet. It hasn't happened yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because he's uh, doing his fucking monologue and shit. And he's like talking like a But I thought to get them unfrozen, she had to put the lamp, the thing in the, the pumpkin. Oh my. Did she? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're absolutely so, right. You're no absolutely worries. right. Yeah. So she's like, mm-hmm. okay, so before everyone's mm-hmm. unfrozen, while he's still like doing his bullshit. Yeah. She's like, I'm trying to save Halloween Town. She goes and Luke is like, girl. No, you're going to get right. her. He's, He's waiting gonna for fuck you. you up. Yeah. yeah, and so she's mad at him, but they listen, and then they come up with this plan. So we see 
Marnie, who has been wearing like this, uh, what's it called? It's uh, like a red hood, uh, a red cloak. Uh, cloak, yes. A cloak, cloak mm-hmm. moving through the crowd, and he's like, Cromwell, witch, you cannot hide from me. <laughs> and. <laughs> And you see her darting, darting, darting. And then he like casts some light balls at her. Right. And it's Luke, baby. Mm -hmm. And then he looks over at the pumpkin and Marnie's crawling up the pumpkin, about to get the talisman in there. He hits her with lightning bolts, freezing her. And when she gets there and she's like frozen, we hear like in the background, all these like moments, like, I'm just normal. You're a Cromwell witch. Mm -hmm. Like all these different moments have happened in the film. And she musters Mm -hmm. the strength to do what ultimately? To, to drop, drop the talisman. <laughs> she, she musters the strength to drop the talisman. So that is how Marnie saves Halloween Town. She just drops a glowing stick into the jack o Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> all that magic she thought she had, all her powers, whatever, have not manifested in any way. N- uh, nada. She's just doing regular ass human shit. And then she does that. And then it doesn't fucking matter because Calabar is like, you thought that shit could stop me, bitch? <laughs> right. Oh, you thought. <laughs> okay. And he like, he just like summons. Sucks, sucks it out. Yeah. yeah. Summons the talisman. Which is so, he's, he's been so hot on this talisman. He's been like, yeah. I need the talisman. It's like, but you, that's not even a problem for you. Right. And it was there in Marnie's hand when you blasted her. Like you could have just grabbed it then as well. It like, may, I, don't, I don't understand. I, I'm tired of saying it, but. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that happens and then he summons it. So now he's monologuing like, yeah, like, oh, you thought you could stop the baddest, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So at this point, like he's got the talisman in hand, but all the Cromwells are now gathered. And mm-hmm. then we find out that Dylan shows like a little bit of magical abilities. I mean, he's like his magic. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but his fingertips like start sparkling. Like they have a little something going on there. Look like electricity or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, so all the Cromwells band together everyone aggie gwen marnie uh sophie and dylan and they start humming um i, I mean there's no spell they're not chanting anything they're literally just humming together and they thought of what they wanted and let themselves have it facts they're just thinking Which about defeating calabar they explode that man into a giant ball of light yeah <laughs> that's literally what happens like they mm. all get together and then the talisman like bursts into like this big beam of light and then calabar just disintegrates he disappears like yeah, his cloak just falls and yeah. yeah there's nothing there um so yeah they've defeated calabar hallelujah we see Luke again, and um, now that Calabar's like changes to his face or whatever are gone, he's like some kind of troll or something. I really yeah. don't know. He just has like a wrinkly face and like a giant nose, so he looks kind of trollish. I don't know. I think it's kind of cute though. I don't know. I think he's an adorable little troll. Yeah, I think he's. I'm like, not anti. Yeah. Same, same. And then, as I mentioned it's earlier, insane. we have the corny scene where he talks about he's like, I wasn't even under a spell or nothing. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to be handsome. And what mm-hmm. sucks about that is even when I was handsome. I didn't have a chance with you, Marnie. It's like, it's bro, like, when did who, you want to date her? Yeah, How long have you known each other? They've said literally four words to each other the entire movie. Yeah. So I don't really know. I it, I don't know when those feelings develop. And it's awkward because he's like, oh, you know, I never had a chance to take you on a date. And she's like, a date? Mm. But she's never like, I'm going on a date with you. She's like, mm. Right. Okay. She's like very awkwardly like, that's nice. I'll give, give you a kiss on the cheek. Mm. Thanks for your help. Aren't you sweet? <laughs> Uh, so at this time, Gwen says that Aggie should come live with them in their human world. I honestly don't know why. I know that she can only visit them once a year on I Halloween. Know, but it but doesn't seem like she has any interest in being even. in the human world. This makes no sense as a resolution. Like, if anything, we need to figure out a way for you and your children to visit Halloween Town more regularly. Like, not bring Aggie away from yeah. Halloween Town. 
as Aggie, I would not want to leave home. I'm like, no, no I'm staying here. I've like, lived here for 200 years. Yeah, literally. I'm not moving. And this place is fucking banging, girl. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'd rather live here with the magic than... I got my girl Harriet. Fucking... Howlin' Harriet, as we call her Right. Now. Howlin' Harriet is back to her cheery self making some muffins. Like, okay. <laughs> like, things are good. Yeah. Um, but after all this, uh, Dylan is still skeptical. Like, skeptical. He thinks that the sparkling in his fingertips is static electricity. Yeah. He's, um, he's a lost cause. <laughs> Really Dylan is. is like the wettest blanket that ever <laughs> ever lived. Ever existed. <laughs> like I, <laughs> if this was my son, I'd be so disappointed. I'm like, right. go have fun, find joy, please. Be somewhere. a child, do something. Maybe break the law. Even just stop. <laughs> stop this nonsense. Break the law. But yeah, they all hop on the bus. Um, Aggie, you know, I guess agrees to go to the human world for whatever reason. She seems happy about it. She does. It I mean, doesn't make sense. It's so. an absolute mistake, but whatever. You know, you do you. <laughs> yeah. They get back on that bus and then they all head to the mortal world together as a happy family. And like heroes of Halloween town because they saved everyone. And that's, that's, that's that. our movie. That is it. Um, I will say, you know, iconic, absolutely in its placement in my nostalgic mind in my nostalgia personally but not a good movie not great it's bad (laughs) just flat out just flat out to quote calabar no you foolish witch (laughs) this movie's bad (laughs) oh my god um we gotta rank this oh we do okay let's take a look at the ranking yes i have it oh perfect perfect somewhere here oh i have it here we go okay yeah so, Brink is in the number one spot where Brink shall stay for quite No, some this time. is number one, baby. Stop We're it. doing Brink. Stop <laughs> it. Can you imagine? Um, I, um, I, there, there's no way. I feel like, okay, for me, I think this should be below. Under the Paper Brigade? Yes. Yes. Under Paper Brigade, above. Love under Ops 2021. Yes, 100%. Apps. Uh, we're, on, we're in sync, Yeah, we're baby. in sync. So just as a reminder, you can go to our website and see the current ranking. This is the eighth film on our watch list. So we have all eight up there to see our definitive ranking of DCOMs. And um, strap that ass in, baby, because we got three more weeks of Halloween Town shit coming. I'm not looking forward to it. Honestly, after this, I'm not either because I really only have a place in my heart for the first Halloween Town. And Halloween Town 2 and Halloween Town High, like, fine. You know, they're fine. But I don't need to watch those again in my mind. No, I, I really don't need to. After this one, I'm like, there's nothing. There's no but cushion for those. There's a possibility that while we don't have the same level of nostalgia, maybe they're better films. I hope so. I hope they at least make sense. They can't be worse. <laughs> That's facts. Unless Hopefully. they make them about property law. But <laughs> I don't think they're going to do that. Witches and property law. <laughs> god yeah any like other thoughts moments or um not really honestly just you know tribute to debbie reynolds rest in peace our lovely soul you really delivered in this movie but so many other places so much more but yes we're grateful for you we're grateful for you and as always go this is just a spell that freezes us go iconic iconic Mm. What about you? Do you have any other closing thoughts? Any other? No, that was mine. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that message went to you, listener. Oh, that was for you. Yeah, that was it. Mm. Yeah. All right, sweetness. Well, 
I guess join us back for Halloween Town too. I'm not looking. Oh, what? I mean, okay, we want you to listen. Like, we're gonna make it fun. We're gonna yeah. make it oh, yeah. spooky. We all- <laughs> <laughs> the kids want spooky. They want something spooky. Um, but yeah, it'll be a good time. Do. I mean, what did we we watched like a movie that was pretty? Oh, Susie Q was like for for sure like the worst one so far, or maybe Underwraps too. Underwraps too by far. Oh, that's there the, is that's a the DDR one. knockoff mummy competition dance scene, <laughs> and I that's unforgivable in my book. <laughs> the one that had like literally fifty squares per person, and it made no and sense. And that still made more sense than mummies <laughs> being agile, flexible dancers, <laughs> and also like. These juggling and like magical, like I don't know, like these like circus entertainers basically when they were at the little stands doing oh the popcorn, God, throwing right. that shit everywhere. Yes, I mean they obviously cast dancers in these roles and yeah, wanted them sure. to do their thing, and it's just like, but why? They're mummies. I give me a lumbering, yeah. oversized, like, six foot seven lumbering man, yes. a glute from the first under reps. That's what we that need. moves stiffly and oddly. Like a that's what I want. Thousand year old mummy should exactly, yeah. But they should not be more fluid on the dance floor than yours truly. And I'm hella fluid. Facts, absolutely got the moves. <laughs> but yeah, either way, how doesn't even matter how bad the movie is because I mean we're gonna do we're gonna make it fun. We're gonna do you lucky dog as a Patreon episode or whatever. If we get to how many followers? I think we said 500? fifty million. <laughs> Was it 500? Yeah, I think it was 500. Okay. Yeah. If it wasn't, it now is. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was. 500 Patreon followers. It's going to take years. So I can take that time to mentally build myself up to. Uh, yeah. Because that is the oof. absolute worst Disney Channel movie. I've, or movie, period. Like, I talk think. about does does not make sense. None. Yeah. At all. Like, Honestly, like, is that even motivation for you to want to be a Patreon member? Like, <sighs> No, I feel like because it is so bad, we will be shit talking at a more hilarious level yeah yeah and like you don't have to watch the movie just listen to us facts and you know what listen to us next week yeah and hear what we have to say about halloween tattoo maybe we'll be like whoa they turned this around that bad yeah it was it was good no never okay that but yeah let's be hopeful you know you never know but i also feel like people are just kind of like there's a little bit of like exhibitionism in everyone Mm, if they know that we like absolutely despise that movie they're gonna be like let's get them to watch let's do it hopefully it's more fun like if we we don't like it but yeah 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 um (laughs) but after we get through the Four Halloween Town films they God made. Damn. We're on to the Xenon trilogy. <gasps> oh my That's God. exciting. So yes, something to look forward to. Um, and as always, we love you. Bye. Yes, love you so much. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Bomb Decom. You can follow us all over the internet on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all at the Bomb Decom, and at our website at thebombdecom.com. You can also email us at thebombdcom at gmail.com. We release new episodes every Wednesday, so you better find your ass back here next week. This show was created, produced, and hosted by us, Bethany Birdhill and Crystal Innes, and edited by me, Crystal. Our theme music credit also goes to DJ Quads. Thank you, DJ Quads, for the excellent music. You can find them on YouTube. And we will see you next time, baby.